0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mangum Reads. We are continuing through mystery short stories and having fun doing it, even though we find the concept of what a mystery short story is still not entirely clear. We, as said, are going through the Agatha Awards, and this week we have Alex's Choice. But before we get lost at sea going through that story, Sarah, you've got a drink pairing for us, do you not?
1: I do. Um, and so it is slightly... Off the mark this week, but as close as I could get, I am drinking um, a yellow bicycle. And while I did search for a white bicycle cocktail, I was unable to find one, and in fact, could not adequately substitute um, ingredients in this in this recipe to make it white on the time crunch that I was in. So fair enough.
2: So what's in it? Um,
1: so and actually, this is uh, a right up my bike lane. So it's a
0: gin cocktail.
2: Cocktail. No. It's... Uh,
1: it's So it is a half an ounce of elderflower liqueur, a half an ounce Mm -hmm. of what is supposed to be yellow chartreuse. Once again, I am in North Carolina and our liquor stores are what they are. So I have green chartreuse that I have, am pretending is still yellow. Um, That is, uh, those two ingredients are shaken over ice and poured. And then you top off the glass with um, Prosecco or Cava and serve with a lemon twist. Oh, that's fun. It's lovely. It is a delightful little cocktail to go with a, Little story. (laughs) A (laughs) little story.
0: What, what, If you were to describe the flavor, but what would be the end result?
1: Um, This is one of those that is like very crisp, very fresh, um, and then you know it does have that kind of citrusy taste to it, combined with the floralness of the of the elderflower. Um, But because it is it is primarily prosecco, um, it has that kind of bubbly, acidic flavor, which is kind of enhanced with the lemon twist on top.
2: So slightly underripe honeydew.
1: Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's close enough. And then, if you had a relevant time machine, you could make that honeydew ripe, I assume. (laughs) You could. Although, um, I don't know anything. It depends on which direction. I suppose. Or you have a seed. Yes. You have a honeydew seed. Um, Speaking of time travel, as we will talk about in this short story,
0: um, Mm -hmm.
1: I have... Very little understanding of like time travel as I suppose like a subgenre of sci-fi and fantasy is like the time sure. travel story a thing?
0: It
2: is. I mean, um, I know there are so... time travel
1: stories. I just like—is that a kind of like a, a, a fair grouping of stories? I guess I would ask. I, I would say
0: so. I'd say there's enough entries in it now that it is kind of almost its own subgenre of just. I mean, well, one of the earliest works of science fiction is H. G. Wells writing *The Time Machine*, and yeah. there have been constant explorations of that since, uh, and all of its different permutations. Because no one ever—it's like it's not like everyone is working on the exact same framework of how time travel works. Mm-hmm. There are right. so many different permutations of how everyone views time travel as occurring, or for that matter, not occurring.
2: So, I, and I would group it with the sort of general. Uh, sci-fi umbrellas of hard and soft mm-hmm. um, and the other ones where it's like is it sort of the main story that's being told or is it you know a part of the stories that, that's being told so I mean we've talked a little bit about space operas and things like that um, and basically things that occur in space have spaceships and, and things like that and then there are the stories that the spaceship and how it works and what it does is immensely important to the story Mm -hmm. uh like i don't know if you've read them but the honor harrington series where a large portion of the book is taken up by what would otherwise be described as nautical references (laughs) uh and you know distances that cannons can shoot right um so
1: moby dick in space
0: Mm -hmm. sure it's like the difference between for time travel the difference between like hard and soft science fiction is hard science fiction and it is explained Mm -hmm. there's a theory going into it there are limitations there are ways that it functions there is a scientific basis that it is suggested i mean really hard science fiction would be someone saying um how does time travel work it doesn't it's impossible (laughs) but to dial that back a little bit they go they go into the theory and base upon how it works. Softer science fiction is where it's more a secondary element of the story. Mm-hmm. Is you sit in this seat and you press this button and it goes, or you yeah. get on a bicycle and,
1: and you ride and it happens,
2: right? Oh, and or so you it's hop
0: a... in a DeLorean.
2: Yeah, this would be a more of an example of softer. Um, and obviously, there are degrees of soft, and and sometimes it still can be like the main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Tom Cruise movie that. I can't remember, Edge of Tomorrow. There we go. Sure. That was relatively entertaining that I would say, like, the main focus of the entire thing was sort of exactly how and why this time travel thing that was happening worked. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Though It was an interesting mix of where, like, for example, in this story, there is time travel, which is commonly a science fiction trope. But in this case, it's much more explicitly magic. Mm -hmm. So it's more Mm -hmm. of a fantasy element here. similar almost tom cruise where it's an otherwise hard pretty hard science fiction setting but the actual what's causing the time travel is so far beyond our understanding it might as well practically be magic
2: right and so that's where i was going to give an example of like it's kind of it has the feel of what would be hard science fiction but it i would say it's very much soft okay yes in terms of like you know how much is actually delved into the science. So I guess the, the hard part of science fiction is like how hard the science is and how close to reality we're trying to get rather than there's this thing that happens and I'm going to write a story. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And so my other question related to time travel in b- narratives, I suppose, is mm-hmm. in my limited, very limited understanding and experience, the, one of the main driving... I don't know if it's a reasons to use time travel or main driving like effects of using time travel. A main part of those narratives seems to be, oh shit, time travel has gone wrong. Yeah. Like, that's pretty <laughs> indicative of this type of story, right?
2: Yes and no. Um, I think that there are genres of exploration via time travel. I think there's that. There's the um time travel as a way of explaining stories and having a story happen that isn't like something goes wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that then there and then you split the genres and we'll get into like where the story went where it's uh there I think there are two schools of thought which is time is immutable like actions are immutable and the timeline is immutable and time travel existing basically has always happened and will always happen kind of like the time turner version of things Mm -hmm. where like you don't want to meet yourself because of reasons but like everything that that has or will happen in the universe like is a thing that doesn't change no matter whether or not you have time travel more
1: Mm -hmm. or less your perception of it changes right
2: it's one of those things where it
0: often depends just how directly the time travel is the focus of the story mm -hmm. whether it or whether it is a means of setting up what is the focus of the story. I mean, like, even in the original H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, the time travel is more of a means to set up a commentary on present um, class relations. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there's less of a focus on how time travel goes wrong, because it's more about the worlds that he goes to, and what is that world, and what it says. So I guess we could
1: perhaps, like, I guess my knowledge of this genre is actually would have been more that it is focused on time manipulation that goes right. wrong. Yes. But that's right. not really so, all there is to the genre.
2: Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot more. Um, and, right. and so, go ahead, Spencer.
0: Well, and one of my favorite examples, and it's a, almost a stretch for time travel, is Groundhog Day, of where it's a story about a guy that's caught in a time loop, mm-hmm. of where at the end of each day he goes back to the start of that day and he continues to live that day possibly forever. And that is our, that is a time travel story. But the focus is on what a person does when caught in that situation and, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, I, you said it before, you've never seen it, so I won't spoil it. But that when it's that kind of story of where this has occurred and now let's go with it, it becomes less of a focus on the mechanics. The more you focus on the mechanics, the more you focus on how it can go wrong. Because yeah. time travel offers so many opportunities for how
2: unexpected
0: consequences can flow. Okay.
2: Right. And so the other genre that you have is, uh, time changes every time you go back. Sure. Or my favorite. Form of time travel. Time
0: doesn't change because time's already happened. All you can do is learn something or gain something. You can't affect events that have already occurred. If anything, going back in time is only causing those events to occur the way you know them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. well That's the immutable timeline thing. That's the immutable timeline. I actually enjoy that. Like did you Oh, you guys I'm not
2: disagreeing se- with it, but
0: yeah. Uh you guys ever seen twelve monkeys? Mm-hmm. A film, it's a weird film, but I like it. <laughs> I like its its portrayal of time travel. Events by characters to try to cause changes in the time frame inherently are destined to fail. The only thing you can do is learn what occurred better to change the future rather than actually affect events in the past. Yeah, because effectively
2: you're only, you're causing your own childhood trauma to try. <laughs> and if so, if you want to watch a movie that is the worst of all of the things, but uh, and you should have watched it while you were a late teenager, and didn't <laughs> care is Butterfly Effect.
0: Uh, is that the one with uh, Kushner? Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Yeah, yeah Kutcher. Uh, it It's a film that could have been so much a better film. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting enough premise. Uh, it, it has some good scenes in it. It's good character work. But man, it's a bad film.
1: Well, thank you for giving me some clarity on kind of what is going on with the genre. I ask these questions specifically because um shocking to me that here we have a story where time travel occurs, time manipulation occurs, and uh, spoiler, it all works out exactly according to plan.
2: Yeah. Um and What? I, also, this is in a an entire collection called Crime Travel, which yep. is time travel mysteries, which I I'm not sure how I feel about them.
1: <laughs> have you read um, other ones in the collection now that you have it?
2: Not yet. Okay. I have any. Other I, I... I may have gotten may the go. collection about three hours sure. ago. So, sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I mean, it, it's an interesting enough idea. I struggle to call this a mystery. Um, so, I, the only yes, only sir. element of, the only element of mystery is how will I solve this problem and will my
2: solution go wrong? Those are right. the mysteries. But and so. I think like the importance of introducing both styles of time travel is because that's sort of one of the suspenseful things in the story and not knowing that as something in the genre, I feel like you lose a lot of like the tension that, that is only built as a reader in the story. Hmm. Well,
0: to uh, just briefly set up our author, d either of you read anything by Barb Go- Goffman before? Nope. nope. I I've not, I not read anything by her, but apparently she is a pretty damn distinguished figure in this kind of crime writing genre, or mm-hmm. uh, where she has been nominated for. Uh, a, she's a finalist from uh, thirty. Oh, she she has thirty times in the past been a finalist for these national crime writing crime writing awards, including the Agatha, the Macavity, the Anthony, the Derringer, and the Silver Falschian. Um So she is pretty well distinguished in this field, but. I'm always curious to start this way. So, <laughs> if you guys had to summarize your thoughts, what did you think of this story? Uh, Sarah, do you mind if we start with you? Yeah, no, I'm
1: happy to. I like was fundamentally confused by every aspect of this story.
0: <laughs> is that because it was just a foreign genre to tell you, well, or there, it wasn't a successful there story? There was certainly
1: an element of that, which is why I why I start with these started with these questions. But I was I was confused about the fantasy element. I was confused about there were a whole lot of parts of the story that did not in my mind fit together in any way shape or form um, including the narrator and the narrative voice I was also flabbergasted when we got to the ending um, so I'm still sort of digesting the story quite honestly and I have read it twice as well,
0: <laughs> well that is what we are here for to offer a form of group digestion that is a terrifying statement I
2: just said um, <laughs> um,
1: that's a different kind of different kind of genre <laughs>
2: oh bj what were your thoughts i think i'm the odd person out um i reasonably enjoyed this story uh i think because i've read enough sort of of this short story sci-fi thing going on that i guess i don't know what sort of the literary version of this but like the suspense that i had as a reader trying to figure out what the author was going to end up doing with the story that she was providing and how she was going to end it was sort of interesting to me Mm -hmm. And I sort of followed the character with that a little bit, but like, I think the character was just sort of going on a little bit, but, but that sort of entertained me along with sort of the grandfather's like teasing of this like magic bike, um, that, that we'll sort of get into, but like, for me, it was a somewhat middle of the road, decent short story like i i would have preferred to read this rather than uh when we went through our uh uh, short story nominations for i can't remember which award uh, but there's some that were just bad Mm. and completely unsuccessful and i wouldn't say this was for me a completely unsuccessful short story i have long since thrown out the hope or uh idea that any of these are actually going to be mysteries so (laughs) you're probably better for
0: it view it on its own terms
2: um i would like i would recommend somebody read this story over like the blue ribbon uh in this collection and so you know at least this is where this ranks for me so i think i enjoyed it more than than everybody else did because i think there was a story that was told and i didn't hate it
1: high price <laughs> well,
2: st- starting from
0: that po- starting from Spencer. that base work uh i found this story so underwhelming that it probably would be in the top three for everything we've read previously that i most struggled to finish
1: interesting of where
0: yeah. i had to fight to get to the end of this one in part because i really did not like or did not resonate with me the writing style mm-hmm. that putting okay. this putting this in first person and putting it in this just in the mindset of the character for one it I don't know if this comes across to me as just being very young adult or just even very early young adult, but it was pretty by the numbers and the writing style never really got me invested in the actual characters themselves to care about where the plot was going. And so by the end of it, I was just trying to finish it because I wasn't invested enough to really even care about the solution.
2: So this or Storms, the name of Storms or whatever that was. Oh, a catalog of Storms. Was. Yes, thank a- you.
0: At least Catalog of Storms was interestingly written. I can't say this one was.
2: <laughs> Fair enough um I think there there are reasons also that I liked it that have nothing to do with the book itself, which is not the greatest reason to like stories I know but
1: it's the reasons we're the most interested in me. Jason, Where come from? yeah
2: um so there's a a part in the story that um I mean we can sort of jump right into what happens in the story, but basically, this young girl um was. Never actually uh, said. what?
0: Never actually said to be a girl. Really? Was it not? Yep, no, and this is interesting. Uh, the author actually wrote a piece on it that she'd intentionally written this so there are no descriptors of gender at any point in this story. I, and inv- and, wow,
1: I 1000% read this as a as a young well, girl.
0: And and she said she did that very purposefully. I, I did find it interesting mm-hmm. that she was very curious to see what her readers assumed it to be. She took pains to indicate there were no descriptors of gender at any point.
1: And BJ, it's you, you read it as a
0: girl. Yep. Uh, Spencer. Uh, I didn't really care.
2: <laughs> okay, Spencer. No, I, um,
0: I, I, I saw it more as a girl than a boy. Okay. So, but most okay. of the comments below the article said they saw it as a boy. Really? That Those people are weird. That's
1: so, fascinating to me. This is like the AI story that we read.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, can you I, make I, your parents read this and, and get their feedback? <laughs> yeah. And I'll try and convince... There
0: are ultimate the arbiters. Do so. Yeah. <laughs> The, the writer's assumption was that people would see it as the same gender that they are.
1: Well, that but did not clearly, play out here.
0: <laughs> didn't play out with us. I think a few people just saw it as like a boy and their dog kind of story. It was just that kind of trope.
2: Interesting. Huh. Um, yeah, so this young child and their dog, um, they were orphaned at a very young age um, and then ended up living with their uncle. Uh, their uncle got hit by a car. uh about a month ago and this person has now gone to live with their grandfather Um, and they're living with their grandfather is sort of very weird interaction because their grandfather sort of works all the time Um, and so they have pretty much the entire day to themselves in the middle of summer when summer is supposed to be like their favorite time
1: can i ask another Uh, question about like what assumptions that we made about the story as we go into it Sure. Yeah. What time period did you think we were
0: dealing with here? Uh, I thought pre. I thought pre-present by some number of decades.
2: Yeah. I my guess was sometime. Well, that's not true. Like it, there are it, cars. It was recent. No. Like there. There's internet connection and yeah, that's like true, There is cell phones and cell phones being the normal phone. So it's not too far in the past. Yes. I. But I, I agree with that. <laughs> Yes.
0: I felt like it was something like even pre sixties or pre fifties. I kept it expecting
1: it to I be a, a gothic story. Like I really thought yeah. this was going to be a yeah, gothic it, short story, which I think is part of has, my confusion about it and why it was so difficult yeah. to kind of get my sink my teeth. Place into, it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it has that feel, but like I think that the amount of money that the grandfather clearly has makes things weird because of that that he has people that are named cook or driver
1: (laughs) there is there is a certain amount of wealth that like put places you out of time
2: right Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's sort of what's going on here and i think the cook driver thing is more like children being weird than (laughs) anything else no no child does that
0: Uh, that that is, uh, I agree with you, sir. That is so distinctly Gothic or Victorian in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we don't we don't refer to the staff as anything other than their title. Being appropriate, we don't we, we don't fraternize.
1: No, no. not the like novelty of kites and bicycles was a little weird to me. That too,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, um and but, the age, like the age of the the child that that is fascinated with the, like all of we, it's just a little.
1: It's all off. Um,
2: also. The, I am unsure um,
1: that this author. I've forgotten her name. I'm sorry uh, has ever actually interacted with a child.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Also, there's no way a yellow lab would live that old. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, we get these sort of silted interactions, uh, and then the, like this child has gone to live with her grandfather clearly has a lot of money and they have sort of these very stereotyped days where, you know, the child, like grandfather is basically told this child tri- alex uh you know go go hang out and have fun read books like do all these things that you get to do as a child in the summer without anything you know anything required of you and alex is just got like i don't know anybody i don't know like there's no internet and this kind of sucks like i can read some but that's not like how i want to spend all of my summer and going outside and, and playing by myself with my dog every so often is only so entertaining
0: yeah there's, there's a certain assumption the grandfather has about it. the grandfather's kind of self isolated to deal with his grief and in some ways he's bringing her here to give her an opportunity to do the same hmm but she's not really in the same mindset as he yeah. is he's wallowing she's looking to go to go out and go beyond it
2: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so At least I she think, thinks she is right and I think that there's sort of also this complication of like empty nesting a bit and because like we later get descriptions of the house being like filled with friends and people sort of going in and out but that probably was the way this was uh like a generation ago and now it's like the grandfather and all the kids have moved out and so like there isn't even anybody for Alex to play Mm -hmm. with basically
0: Mm -hmm. but there's basically just cook yes
2: right um anyway so The thing that sort of endeared this story a little bit to me, uh, right on the outset was the description of the (laughs) mealtime where the grandfather like thought it was interesting, like they needed to learn about stuff. And so like the first chunk of the meal was him describing his day and like what was going on. And then the second half of the meal was quote, reserved for me to report my doings. Yes. Grandfather would look at me closely when I spoke, paying attention to every word. Um, so there is a really lovely scene in um mash where the main character hawkeye uh, and movie or tv tv no one watches the movie and actually (laughs) um which is actually not true because i very briefly dated somebody who also said they liked mash and they met the movie and and... that was the end
1: of the relationship
2: (laughs) kind of um, I was just like, what is with you and your sense of humor? And like, we watched it and I was like, that was a movie anyway. I, I don't so,
0: like Altman work. So I'm with you Go on.
2: um, so, uh, Pierce, the sort of the main character and, uh, Charles Emerson, Winchester, the third, later um, seasons, yes. Later seasons are having a conversation about their parents and Charles describes like oh, his yeah. that he doesn 't have a basically have a relationship at all with his father, and most of their interactions were when they got home from school, like the cook or you know the staff would bring out dinner, and he had between the salad course and the soup course to tell everything that happened at school. And then it went to like his sister's term during the soup course. And then like, once those courses were over, like they didn't get to talk. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, sorry, go ahead, Spencer.
0: No, I, I I just love one of the descriptions he does in that difference between a father and a dad.
2: Yeah. And it, it's just this like really touching kind of heartwarming. And so it was like, it was kind of like reminiscent, like that's what this like description brought up in my mind. Mm-hmm. But also like the grandfather's being a lot more intent and interested in what Alex is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the,
0: um, Charles is talking with Hawkeye about, you know, you did things with your dad, you were friends right. with him. You went out, you, you went out and have experiences in life together. My dad was a good man and he loved us. But whereas I had a father, you had a dad and yeah. I, it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful little thing.
2: Um, and so so that's really, like, where I think I started enjoying this story more, having absolutely nothing to do with the writing <laughs> or what happens in the story. Because, like, I just started with, like, this intensely emotional and touching scene mm. as a touch point.
0: Mm-hmm. Early on in this story, the writing style started to put me off. And I think it's because of the way the author does first person that, that every one of the descriptions is so stilted and so say uh, so tell rather than show
1: well it's it's Mm -hmm. in my mind because I agree with you about like one of the things that I really struggled with in this story was was that kind of narrative voice that first person from this child's perspective is it felt like a kind of poorly written version of the like precocious child the -hmm. voice just was not believable to me as a kid Um, yeah and as a kid moving around in a present day world in a weirdly Victorian setting (laughs) and like dealing with that. I don't know. There were just a lot of moments that were like, particularly, as you said, Spencer stilted in the way the story was being told that were difficult to get past.
2: Yeah. I I also kind of, I guess I knew that Alex was like 12 because for loads of reasons, like it comes up a lot, but this feels more like a seven or eight year old Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, it feels a lot younger. Um, and so, I don't know, I've taken mm-hmm. to just making decisions that make my interpretation of a story better. <laughs> and, that's and that's uh, real
1: author is dead.
0: Well, and, and part of that as well, I mean, we ultimately have a bit of a justification why she's had such a sheltered childhood yes. as, we, mm-hmm. as we learn yes. more. But part of the reason that we view this, uh, Alex, as being so young is that she's not allowed to go outside by herself. She's not allowed right. to do anything mm-hmm. by herself. And so it's almost like she's living the childhood we more associate with a younger child rather than a tween teen on that verge. Yeah. Uh, And
1: on like the first time she gets to go outside by herself, she finds a magic bicycle.
0: She she has a kite. Yes. Uh, Seems to be an ordinary kite. kite. It's it's a very ordinary, but so exciting kite. It's the most exciting kite ever.
2: Uh, I mean, if you have nothing to do in this mansion and you find a kite in the garage, like, it is really exciting. I'm not sure I if guess. you're 12,
1: if you find a kite in the garage. I think if you're 30 and you find a kite in the garage and you have nothing to do, it's fun. If you're 6 and you find a kite in the garage, it's fun. 12, nothing is fun. Yeah,
2: I guess this, is, <laughs> this, this might have also been, like, why <laughs> I decided that this, uh, the main character was female. Because of, like, how they approached, like, going out yes. with their dog and doing things. Yes. As a... And like, yes, this is sort of gender biases, but like I have spent time just exploring yards and forested areas alone and with people and I, you know, climbing trees and getting scraped up and whatever, and, and going out and flying a kite with sort of that seemingly reasonable option of like what Alex could be doing Mm -hmm. just felt a lot less uh I mean if we're you know fitting somebody into sort of normal gender sure. biases like where what my expectation would no, be No
1: absolutely. I mean my now that you say that the primary reason I think that I assumed that Alex was female was because of the way that this child is interacting with just like a a playtime outside which mm-hmm. felt okay. much more feminine.
0: Yeah I'm right there with you of where it's- it's one of those things where if I was a if I was in this kind of mansion on the beach with cliffs and everything else, I would just have a blast just walking about and exploring. I, you'd, I'd spend hours just roaming. There wouldn't be an activity. I wouldn't need an activity. I got Throwing a world in front of me. Things off the cliff. <laughs> oh like, yeah. You know, uh, just
1: There's, you could set things on the, fire on the beach. Like
0: there are all kinds of things to I, be done. I don't. I don't need activities. There's a world out there. Yeah, um, but she. She goes out and she's having fun with this kite. She's exploring these cliffs, which is novel for her because she's not allowed to go near the ocean. Mm-hmm. That under her uncle, that recently died, the ocean was poetically verboten in terms of people. I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's people get lost away or pulled away in it or something.
2: Yeah, so you we, can't trust the ocean. Like yeah, it's,
0: yeah. Um, but while she's out and about, uh, she hears a a girl's a girl's laughter.
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: and. She has a moment of interest in that, but then there are kite things to do, and she moves on with her with, with with moves on with her day, until she returns back home, having spent the day out with you know her and her old dog. And I wanted to ask, what is the average lifespan of a golden retriever? Because this one's 11, 11, 12 right now. Yeah, which we hear is about, uh, got well, about a year, 10,
2: a year ten eleven like not a puppy puppy obviously when what? when Alex is in diapers so or at two I don't know it. It's really unclear what anything's age is. I don't think that the author has any idea, like, what ages are. And I do want to, before I forget to make this comment, like, there is this, like, thing that is, I I assume in also literary circles, but all over the internet about how poorly men write women. Yes. I haven't seen the opposite, but this feels like very much the opposite of, like, the author was like, well, I will write a gender-neutral character that is pretty clearly a girl. (laughs) It's one of those things for um, how
0: important the relationship is going to ultimately be between her and this dog. I wish they'd almost spent more time on it early, of where it's almost just working on assumed knowledge about, okay, well, they've been together so long, clearly they're close. I think
2: you might be the only person that has a problem with this because you don't understand why people like dogs. And that's okay, Spencer. We're here for you.
0: I want to continue my point. You can be a dick over there. Um, <laughs> That's but. the real tagline
1: for this podcast. <laughs> um,
0: but I, I, it would have meant a lot more to me if we'd gotten a few more scenes or just even discussed a little bit more history of how important this dog has been to her coping she, it's described yeah. at the very end that this dog has been a family member this dog has been with her in a way that no family member has ever had an opportunity to be sleeping, sleeping her in her bed her all the time yeah when she actually like, like, like know, reaches a
1: decision we, point then we get that but it's not well set we up
0: don't, we don't get any of that set up right now and this would have been a great opportunity for mm-hmm. it because I still had a I still had a fair amount of hope for the story in the initial part, even though the writing style was anno- uh, annoying me, just because there was an element of whimsical mystery that was still going into sure. it. It wasn't sure where it was going. There was a lot of opportunities, a lot of directions. But this was the moment to set up characters that we never really get. These characters are very... Even with our main characters, folks spend all of our time in our heads. They're, they're pretty one note. Mm-hmm. Or even... Oh, Maybe it's part of the just purple style. They're pretty much blank slates that we're just meant to put our own, our own things on, mm-hmm. but yeah, she has this moment out there. She returns home and as she's returning home, there is a bicycle with no seeming reason attached to it, leaning up against a tree. Mm-hmm. It, it, it got caught in the bushes. <laughs> and it is the most perfect bicycle ever. Uh, and I think she briefly actually, it's on it, she, she briefly hops on it and rides it around for a second at this moment, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she yeah, has it, some like interesting,
1: I, could be freedom of a bicycle feelings about it, but could also be something else is going on. Not right. clear at yeah. this point. You
2: know, very light, but I think the chain is squeaky and she's like, all right, I should walk it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I think if I'd it been there, she's It followed me I, home. Can I keep it? And, you know, she has that. She
0: has what apparently is a very pleasant kind of first day with the weather turned here at this estate. And mm-hmm. then she goes back in for, you know, dinner. And they have their very structured dinner. Grandfather tells her about her day. And then at her opportunity, she has things to add that she has not had previously.
1: And her grandfather she, is very excited about these.
2: Yes. It's like, oh, tell me about all these things. Oh, you found the white bicycle, the magic white bicycles? <laughs> I'm this, so excited. <laughs> we need to take a walk. If you want a single moment that just took me out of the story. <laughs> like, what?
0: <laughs> it, it, if you want a single moment to me out of the story, is the grandfather's reactions in the scene and description of the white bicycle. Yeah. If, it, yeah. This is the moment of where I assigned this to a much earlier intended age group that may actually be intended of where this yeah. reminded me of very much children's stories, yes. which is fine. Yeah. That's a workable genre, but I don't know if that's necessarily the genre the author wanted to write in or not, but the level of just immediate, let me tell you about the magic thing and just description, of the magic thing. Mm-hmm. It was weird to me. It caught me off guard. But she she lays this out about. You he, you he almost just hear him tittering with excitement as he starts to hear these details from her, of where she describes. Oh, I heard a girl's voice. Oh, a girl's voice. Isn't that interesting? Uh. Oh, and yeah, there was a bicycle. There. Oh, a bicycle. Tell
2: me about the bicycle. <laughs> um, oh, yes, it's the magic white bicycle that has plagued this family for ages. Oh We've yes, it's only. Sh- things come from it.
0: It only shows up to people who need it at key moments that saw key things, but somehow your uncle that directly observed all the key events never had it appear to him, but let's not talk about that. Yes, let's go on.
2: <laughs> well, he wasn't pure of heart. It's a... It's, it's not a unicycle, but it does have a horn on the front. As long as you stay pure, you can ride it and save the day.
0: Oh, man, we're going to a different story if we're talking about the girl who has to ride the object and remain pure. Um,
2: let's... <laughs> i mean it's a bright white bicycle for a 12 year old i'm just anyway okay so the grandfather lays
0: out that this is really the ancient magical artifact that he has always believed in uh that the family doesn't really have control over because it kind of has a will of its own and appears to people that most needed at given moments that suffered a moment of past trauma so as to give them an opportunity to go back and fix that prior past act a very common trope in time in time travel is fixing that which went wrong Mm -hmm. um it some way is tied to a particular timing that, you know, it is on the 10th anniversary in some way of this happening, or I think yep. it's the 10th anniversary. It is mm-hmm. the 10th
2: anniversary, but somehow there's a, yeah, anyway.
0: I mean, there, there are a lot of time travel things where it's a very fixed amount of time you can go back in time to, a, to, a, to, a, to a, in a given way. I don't think this is really working that way, or at least it's not really described that way. Um, this is more just like you can go back to the moment that where I would have an opportunity to fix it. Uh, so I don't know why they're much doing the tenth anniversary, but whatever. Um, so he sets up the bicycle in a very stilted exchange, like you need to go back and fix this. You are the one that can do this, despite the fact that he can see the bicycle too. But whatever.
2: <laughs> um, Spencer, how, you can't have a hero's journey without an old man, a knowledgeable old man that helps you gain your powers. Sure,
0: yeah, it, it, it's a common trope. I understand. Um, he sets this up. She. This could be a. Uh
2: george lucas plot for
0: all you know i don't mind george lucas plots i don't i, I dislike george <laughs> lucas plots that aren't executed well i this is this is, this is lee yelling at me in the car but you're complaining that it wasn't just the same thing ever that was always before it's like i'm okay with the same plot done well and done <laughs> in interesting ways i just don't like when the same plot is done poorly DJ look what you've done uh, you're I'm welcome i'm on tilt here going on <laughs> Uh, so we have a moment of introspection of where after they have dinner, she retreats to her room and kind of ponders out how important this would be if she could actually fix this. How much she has struggled with the idea of not losing her parents, but not losing her uncle. And her mm-hmm. hopes that if she can in some way right this wrong, what other effects it might have. Um, the bicycle literally shows up to say hi mm-hmm. at this moment. Yeah. Before it just rolls up and like, uh, you coming? I, I, I've been waiting out front. I was here. Ring. ring. Let's go. <laughs> it literally rolls up to her cause it has a mind of its own. The grandfather just kind of sits there happily as his sole surviving family member hops on the magical artifact to go to a possible doom. Yep, and she in, loser.
2: We're going to fix the timeline.
0: And she, very Peter Pan style, it's very Peter Pan style, hops on it and kind of flies into the sky among the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's E.T. <laughs> okay, it's literally E.T., good call, but it's the <laughs> Peter Pan feel. <laughs> it's very literally E.T. Um goes and uh, goes and does this uh we get a an interesting kind of moving through the mists of time transition i suppose Mm -hmm. and the dog this interesting thing she's talking to the dog that night as if the dog is coming with her i was like you know you're going to be back there and it's going to be the old dog and the young dog there at the same time she hops on the bicycle and the dog tries to briefly run alongside her and the dog gets left behind (laughs) that that, that didn't go
2: according to plan
0: well,
1: um, if the dog sees itself in the alternate timeline, bad things can
0: happen. It has Spencer. to cut
2: the other uh, dog's uh, head off to gain its power. Okay, okay. You just,
0: okay we, just, we just mixed the plots of Back to the Future and Highlander together. What is happening? <laughs> Let's stick to the script.
1: <laughs> but we want a better script.
0: Is it, is it Highlander to the Future or Back to the Highlander? <laughs> so she goes back 10 years in time
2: yep. to the, pretty much the exact same location she presently is. Mm-hmm. This is fixed location time travel and fixed uh, time so she's in the summer or no in the winter right
0: it's it, i don't think it's
2: fixed it's not fixed time it's 10 years later but in the winter because i thought they were there for christmas anyway it,
0: yeah it's june now but they're wearing heavy clothing and they're there for christmas previously so it's fixed location not necessarily fixed like season or whatever else it's so 10 it, years ish it's 10 years ish um she arrives uh sans dog with bike Leaves bike behind and goes down to the beach and rapidly meets her own dad, mm-hmm. who she has never really had an opportunity to meet or know before because, from her perspective, he died when she was two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They have some interactions. I'm, I'm breezing over this because I don't really remember it that well. Uh,
2: <laughs> Basically, the dog is excited to see her. The, yes. Uh, so the, 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 the dog dad. recognizes young her across of time. the dog. Yes. The, yes. The dad. The dad is like, "Oh, you must like dogs." dog doesn't this... like most people clearly you're special mm-hmm. clearly the author has never met
0: a yellow lab <laughs> yellow labs love everybody <laughs> um they're excited just to be excited um throughout this we get a bit of attention building in the sense that what caused her parents deaths was they were playing fetch with the dog mm-hmm. the dad threw the stick into the surf by mistake dog went in there after it and being that it's a Tiny puppy, like a year old. That's not that actually, it wouldn't even be, be a puppy. It'd be a a young adult dog. Dives mm-hmm. into the surf, gets stuck in the what is apparently a hell of a tide rip current. Yeah. Dad yep. goes in there after, goes seemingly goes missing. Mom goes in after, seemingly goes missing. Daughter goes then in there after Alex. Uh. Dad comes out with dog. So realizes everybody else is missing. Goes back in after them, but between bad currents, cold water, heavy clothes seemingly the only people that come out of the surf are the deposited dog
2: and i suppose the daughter in some way i don't think she
1: ever actually went into the water i don't think i think she's just there
2: alone and that's why the brother is freaking out about it yeah saw his sister and his sister's husband yeah because he was up at the house
1: like watching through
2: through a telescope
1: which okay Uh,
0: with a broken leg it's fine spencer
2: yeah I so anyway Mm -hmm. Um, um
0: parents wash then... ashore dead thereafter um that's the that's the event that happened in Ar- the main timeline yes, and so and yes. are now potentially for, altered timeline
1: yes the tension for alex is she rapidly begins to realize as she tries to distract the dog from going into mm-hmm. the surf from not throwing the stick into the surf that the dog is the stick is always going to go into the surf right. the dog is there, always there, going
0: to go into the surf there's a there's a ve- this is a very common trope in, in the in time travel about time wishes to reassert itself. That it, yeah. there, there is a timeline, it happened, and time is resistant in some ways to events moving in any way off what occurred. So her yeah. efforts to, you know, throw the stick somewhere else are blown back by the wind, the winds of time, um, <laughs> to to put the stick back on the surf so as to reassert the time frame that is, you know, supposed to occur. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So the dog the
1: going into the water cannot be stopped. The rescue, right. however possibly can but that well yes
2: it was also okay well so i thought it was a little bit interesting that the main character is like all right so the dog has to die that is a fast realization right there <laughs> <laughs> she she gets there a lot faster than i mm-hmm.
0: did uh, Marla, um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to compromise with time in some ways <laughs> to reassess the situation or i'm just gonna hold the damn stick for a minute
2: <laughs> like, yep um uh, my uh, immediate reaction was just like why don't you just break the stick like just or, break or, or, the dog's or, heart for like the five seconds well, that should pay attention. She does.
0: Just... She does reach the conclusion that there's lots of other sticks, and clearly her dad would go back to throwing other sticks because no one can resist throwing sticks at dogs, or for dogs to get not. No, oh, there's a lot of people can resist. I'm throwing le- okay, <laughs> I'm letting um, my own thoughts come into this. Sorry. Uh, uh, or, or you know, another solution was just grab the dog and run. Sure. Or, or they'll be follow like, you. Run back yeah. to the house and drop off the dog. Their day is now taking a completely different turn, and they're not going to go back to throwing sticks. Yep.
1: This is not the conclusion Alex comes no. to, her, though. No.
0: She's Alex comes she's through. eight All right, or kill twelve. The dog. Hell, hell, that's a, even a weird conclusion just for a twelve-year-old to reach. Yep. Let, let's this is this is his old Yeller. The number of stories with child reaches the conclusion of I must murder my dog are few. Um. But she reaches that conclusion of where she intentionally throws the stick as far out into the surf as possible while her parents are distracted, changing her own diaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, then explains it off that the dog just went running over the dunes. Parents kind of shrug. Mm-hmm. And
2: back. It's fine.
0: She walks back to the bike, uh, coming to terms with the notion that she effect- effectively killed her longest term or best known family member. Yes. For the purpose of saving her parents. She has never really has been as, well, <laughs> never been as close with as what I was going to say there, but that is not kind of fair. <laughs> technically true, but... <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Mislead. Um, um, and then she cycles back into the
1: present. Cycles back into the present. Uh,
0: does, gets... does not really arrive in the present. She arrives back in bed. Yes. Uh, yeah. To allow the notion that this is possibly all a dream. She walks downstairs to instead find that... Her parents are alive, her uncle is alive, her grandfather is in a decidedly better move, her grandmother is also alive, and this may have all then been a dream of what she viewed as the last ten years of her life, and this is, may actually just be the real reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but if that was the case, I'd have all those memories. Oh, oh yes. there Here they are. all of the memories. Oh, the, memories are flooding back
2: rapidly. It, what a weird fever dream that
0: was. Oh, yes.
2: shit, here's the dog. And then all of those things. And it's like, Hey, granddad, like, was that real totes? It was,
0: well, also the fact that (laughs) the totes is so perfect to describe (laughs) the
1: grandfather's reaction there. But (laughs) also please never say that again.
0: (laughs) The the grandfather is such a nineties teen. Uh, uh, but, um, the real section before the grandfather says totes is, uh, the dog it, the dog is, th- is also changed as a result of what she did. It w- apparently was able to get out of the surf itself, because, mm-hmm. you know, dogs can swim. and But it, it sustains uh, injuries as a result, and
2: now has a limp yes. into later life. Yep. So, and I, scene. I, I th- Story's <laughs> over. End scene. Whatever. And the grandfather says, totes, and it's fine. So, I think, I don't know. I guess it's, once I decided that this was hilariously y a i YA, I... Did a little bit more like what, us point of
0: agreement so you bring
2: it up do we all i
0: had said that i viewed this as very ya
2: do you, you guys agree i mean this is almost like highlights magazine ya
1: yeah i mean i guess that it
2: it's not YA. It's it's not. There's no adult part of this. This is just, children's it, fiction. It does. It's
1: almost like I don't know. Like
0: written for. It, it's, this, this is a children's fairy tale.
1: Yeah, yeah. My only problem with that. I agree that that is like how it reads. My only problem with that is that I'm just not sure that that's what it was intended to be.
2: Yeah. Just okay. because the author happens to be alive and says really dumb things, it doesn't mean we can not <laughs> pretend that that this is not the nope. case. Okay, well, it's
1: then if it also... was, like, actually written as a sort of youth-oriented...
2: That, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think know. this is, like, not a... I think that there are sort of interesting things for people, for, for a child to latch on to, just like, oh, like, the lie that she told about her dog ended up with that being like how he was hurt also that no one's hurt at the end like sort of all of those things like are sort of vaguely entertaining things that like you could talk about with a child
0: Uh, what this reminds me of i would not read this exact story to my nephew i think it is very jumbled about what it wants to be or what it's you know key themes are but i could tell a version of this story to my nephew who's four or five uh, about yeah. a magical bicycle that lets you travel through time, and the dog that was with you in those key events, and he would be enthralled. There's a lot of elements of this that make a great, a great children' bedtime story. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Well. Yeah. But
0: it's so so not me, a successful package to
2: me though. Yes, I agree. So I, it was interesting to me to basically have a. It was in the suspenseful moments of when. I understood what was going to happen and I was trying to decide whether the story was gonna end with her making the conscious decision to kill her dog or grappling with the fact that it is her fault that she killed the dog and her parents. Mm -hmm. Which
0: I would have felt to the slightest degree if the relationship
2: with the dog had been set up at all
0: before (laughs) that decision.
2: Sure but like that's why sort of entertained me as a story and like thing, like I don't know I didn't dislike reading it enough and I guess probably what happened is I disliked the prose somewhat and started doing a little bit more of a skim and so like the story itself bothered me only slightly and then I got wrapped up in trying to figure out what the author was going to do and then yeah I was let down by the end but whatever that happens a lot in these short stories
1: I would yeah yeah
0: Sarah, now that you've had more time to digest, do you, do you have a clearer idea about what rubbed you wrong about this story?
1: I still particularly disliked the prose in this story. I did not yeah. find really any of the characters convincing.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. I d- Honestly, BJ, you, you with the you with the grandfather saying totes at the end. <laughs> better characterized a character in the story than i got with anybody else i was also immediately
1: put i was i was predisposed to be suspicious of this story because it is in fact written by the editor of this anthology
0: yeah look at that
1: um which just rubs me the wrong way from the outset so there there might just be no coming back from this for
2: me yeah fair (laughs) enough i
1: mean i guess it's i Although I do I, I do know. appreciate I, the lens of actually looking at it as a children's story.
2: As like a children's time travel story. Yes. This has nothing to do with mysteries. It's That's just what it is. And I guess, it, I mean, I'm trying to compare it to the previous stories that we've read in these nominees. I have no understanding how this got nominated for any sort <laughs> of mystery award, let alone a cozy mystery. Yeah. Uh, let alone one that was named after somebody who did something well. Yes. Well, <laughs> But I really disliked Blue Ribbon.
1: Yeah, I did too.
2: <laughs> and like, I guess for me, uh, unlike you, I think, Sarah, like when a story is just nothing mm-hmm. and like the characters are basically nothing, like the pros just can't do anything to save it. Mm-hmm. And like the only things that I appreciated about that story were like other fantasies that I made up in my head. <laughs> and anytime I read any part of that story it just made it worse for
0: me i like blue ribbon distinctly better than this just because blue ribbon was not a chore to read it didn't go anywhere Mm, It it, it didn't tell a complete story but it was written entertainingly with some interesting descriptions of where i was if you can write something well i will care about it even if it ultimately does nothing because most of what I'm doing is experiencing it in the moment before your end. You can end with nothing, but I still had the experience of your story before then. If it's good experience, I'll still remember that as much mm-hmm. as I may begrudge you for a lack of a resolution or a lack of a complete package. If you're not well written, I'm never going to get to that point, though.
2: Yeah. And- I 100% like rewrite sentences so I like them better <laughs> as I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. Um and because you're
1: a crazy person, BJ.
2: I, I understand that I'm a crazy person, and I get that, and that's fine. But, like, I'll th- there'll be sentences that, like I, like, going back and actually looking at some of the sentences, and it's just like, I did not read it like that. I just, like, <laughs> added other things so the conversations aren't weirdly stilted. Like, it wasn't even, like, I added things that weren't there per se, but it was just, like, I made it so the 12 year old, like in my head, like as I was sort of reading it, like the 12 year old didn't sound like a somewhat dysfunctional six year old trying to say something. <laughs> it was a conversation about a bike. Okay. Um, I don't know. One thing I'm curious about from y'all's point of view, for as
0: many stories as we've read, we have not read many in first person. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the most common um, perspective you really see nowadays. Yeah. It, even, even with second person, even now become kind of in vogue. Mm-hmm. How did y'all feel about having a first person perspective in the story was it what does it add what does it lose compared to how else this could have been told
1: so i i i will start simply because i've been very vocal about just not liking this particular first person as it Mm -hmm. has manifested um Mm -hmm. but i actually really love a first person story in the world i um I appreciate being given that, especially in a kind of mystery setting, being given that limited perspective. Um, I think it's really effective in a kind of, although we have not like really read any of them, I feel like it's really um, effective in like a cozy mystery setting particularly because it allows, it is a particular sort of narrative mechanism to allow you to only find out particular information along with whoever that character is. And I think that that's yeah. like, Um, you know, particularly... I think that it's very useful in that setting. Um, I also, while it didn't manifest here, I can usually... Like, that kind of first person, you know, allows for a much quicker investment in individual characters, too.
2: Yeah. I I think that there can be a good... There are good ways to do first-person writing and, like getting to sort of peek into the emotional state of the character Mm -hmm. and what they're experiencing Mm -hmm. rather than um i mean there there are books that feel more like the choose your own adventures (laughs) that say that that are just like you know i then do like this turn to page and (laughs) and so like the main character is just not doing anything, basically. It's you get to do whatever you want or think whatever you want or feel whatever you want as the main character just sort of wanders about the world Mm -hmm. because they're not a person. Yeah. Um, And so I get, yeah, there is that sense of, like, non... Like, an impersonal first person, and I wonder... If, you know, along with all the, all the other problems for this award, basically being nominated by, you know, some weird group of people rather than like a real association. um, (laughs) I wonder, I wonder if like the author's intention was just made this so much more of a boring story because it's like, well, to neuter the main character, she neutered the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah for, for treating you i have never seen a ma- an author intentionally use a first-person perspective to tell a blank main character
1: yeah is it,
0: that what, is a weird uh, decision it is weird
2: stephanie meyer's like trilogy was all about oh twilight, uh, twilight. but but it's not told it's not, <laughs> i don't think it's told first person i've never read I have it actually no idea. Yeah,
1: i don't i don't think it is I either but i'm not either.
0: sure um i mean A blank, a blank main character can be done in a lot of ways, but it very rarely is done first person because one of the most advantages of first person is to get to see inside their head, to get to experience all of their, you know, their view of the world.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I just, um, I'm working on a kind of editing project and it's, uh, two different books from the same series and the first book is told in third person and for the second book, the author has, has chosen to shift it to first person, same cast Mm -hmm. of characters. Um, kind of same same setting and all of that and the the second book is so much more effective because you are immediately in these individual characters' world as you cycle through their different perspectives and their different first persons yeah. and it's just i mean it's a world of difference
0: and that's an interesting way to do it because you can the first one it's a, it's a two book series so they're both in the same universe mm-hmm. right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so, and the first book was third person the person? first
1: yeah the first book was third person
0: classic third-person narrator kind of thing?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, it still did, because there were a couple of different kind of interwoven narratives going on. It did cycle between where it was focused in different chapters and kind of focus on an individual character, but from a third-person perspective.
0: Well, that's such an interesting way of doing it, of using the classic third-person perspective first, then go to a first-person next, Mm -hmm. because it it allows you to classically set up your characters almost like stage directions for the first book Mm -hmm. and having the third-person universal perspective to then know them well enough to be comfortable going into their heads. It's a fun way of doing
1: it. Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting choice. Um, but starting to read the second book was a, a big shock in terms of like, oh right, in the first book these, these individuals didn't really have individual personalities. But now they do,
0: so uh, that's good. Uh, I'm gonna send y'all an article I just found, by the way, which may help give us a bit more perspective on this story and its intent of where it's interviewing each of the uh, nominees for the short story about why they named the book that, what, what they did, oh, or named their story what, what it did. okay mm-hmm. uh, For Barb Goffman, they asked her, and she said, well, I'd originally intended to call, call it A Bicycle Built for Woo-Woo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing ever. Okay, well, that, that actually tells insane.
1: me much more about the story.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that you've um, been proud of the title because the story invokes a time-traveling bicycle, so the pun worked perfectly. <laughs> I
2: think I get the pun. She doesn't know what a pun is. She
0: doesn't (laughs) seem to know what a lot of things are. Um, But she changed it because she felt the story was too serious for that.
1: That's probably Um, fair. That is a little bit more of a like. It doesn't. While the story is not serious, the tone is does not have like a real woo-woo tone to it.
0: Sure. Yeah. She expected the title would invoke something more along the lines of Sophie's Choice and a person being forced to make a choice that no one should have to make, which is probably more accurate to the theme. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she originally named it that very kind of light, fun title probably is almost more effective for the genre we're assigning it in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, not that you actually wanted to know, but the Twilight novels are in first person. Yeah, okay. Now I know. Okay. Well, I, honestly, this, um, did you guys ever watch The Twilight Zone much?
1: no not a some, not
2: a bunch I, some and i also ha- like i think i have the entire series somewhere and i was watching it like in order and then i think i like m- moved or went back to college or something and then just sort of fell off but like i kept meaning to go through all of them I
0: mean, it's, it's a it's a great series um but one one time travel episode of that that kind of reminded me a little bit of the story was one of where a guy finds a way he's a He's a, a man who's very unhappy with his present lot in life, and he finds a way to go back in time to essentially confront his childhood self, to tell him to live his life differently, to mm-hmm. you know avoid the fate he currently leads. Mm-hmm. But the kid is obviously just afraid of him, <laughs> and so runs away. And in the act of running away, he trips and, and, and hurts his leg. And our character you know, walks away disappointed as he's walking away for the first time ever. He now has a limb <laughs> that he didn't have before. Aspects of that reminded me of the story, but man, that was a better episode <laughs> of television than this was a short story. <laughs> Um, well, but, uh, I
1: think we've it, discussed this story enough.
0: <laughs> we have. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, it's, it's been my least favorite story we've read in a while. is <laughs> a weird statement. I don't hate it. You just don't care enough about the, it to hate it. <laughs> I, yeah. It simply it didn't, it really didn't do much for yeah. me. I, I'm almost surprised how little I ended up feeling for this story. And I think that ultimately for me is primarily a result of the writing style. Because it tells a complete story. It hits the notes it intends to hit. It involves a choice which could be very dramatic, mm-hmm. but none of those points land for me because I was taken out by the writing style. Mm-hmm. Well, we have one more chance, guys.
1: <laughs> we, have more we have one more
0: chance. More yeah. Chance. yeah. No, 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 We we have one more nominee, and then we read Agatha motherfucking Christie. Thank
1: God. Although I, <laughs> I have do, not. I have, so I have not I have not read um this next our last story yet. Um, I've not gotten around to it. Have either of you read it yet?
2: You're um, asking me if I did homework in advance? I don't think so. I think like, I might have read it. I don't know. I, like, none of these are... I have, I
1: have higher hopes for this one. It has... Uh, oh. It
2: didn't win, so... Well, mm-hmm. what
1: win... I mean, we frequently do not like the stories that have won
0: these the, awards. The, the one that true. won was the editor who controls the voting! That's true.
2: Fair enough.
1: All right. Well, one more to get through before we get Agatha Christie. <laughs> Let's yes. do it that way. What... What is the name of the next one? Uh, the next remember. one is Grist for the Mill by K. George, um, and it is in uh, A Murder of Crows by Dark House Books. Uh,
2: uh, is this somebody you're related to?
1: K. George, Elizabeth George, they're all part of the plan.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I will already give this one credit. The title and the and the anthology that it is in it's better, are the best ones right? we've yeah. had yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better.
1: That's why I'm, I, I have some hope for it. I don't know. Maybe an eternal optimist. Um, but anyway, this has been fun to talk about anyway.
0: It has. It is always a delight to go through these stories with you. But if our fans wish for more material before they get to hear from us, go through this next story. BJ, where can they
2: find it? Uh, so on MangumTalks.com and pretty much wherever you get podcasts, you can find all of our content. Uh, not the least of which uh, is Mangum Talks TV, where Spencer, what are you doing? Uh,
0: We're discussing the Queen's <laughs> Gambit, which involves Lee giving extended recap, us debating... The best moments and best quotes, and then me going on what I normally just do in my spare time anyway, a massive Wikipedia spiral on the something that's related to chess.
2: Well, mate, I'll have to check that out. (laughs) Um, And you can also find our uh, Pottering Around with our podcast within the podcast and uh, Mangum Talks, our sort of new show that is sort of the parent of where we as a group do things together and talk about it and have fun. Um, and if you have any questions, comments or suggestions, you can click contact us at the upper right hand portion of the website. We also have a Facebook that you can make comments on, um, and yeah, all sorts of fun like that as per usual, it's been fun.
0: Bye guys. Till next time y'all.